0: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday, July 7th edition of Locked On Panthers. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show, Lockdown On NHL, and the Cross Check NHL show anywhere. You listen to podcasts. And this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and join me throughout the rest of the Stanley Cup final and throughout the free agency, NHL entry draft, NHL expansion draft, and the buyout period to get my opinions live in action. So download the Spotify Greenroom app on iOS and Android devices. So, I wanted to talk a little bit more quickly about the scheduling situation with Gary Bettman and Bill Daly that we talked about yesterday. And I wanted to say that there's a part that stuck out to me that what I really liked about this past season was that the Florida Panthers were able to go to certain markets and stay in those markets to limit the travel between the cities. So, the spread of COVID 19 would not. Be accelerated, and one thing that Gary Bettman and Bill Daly spoke about was when it comes to certain divisions versus outside divisions in the NHL. Now with the Seattle Kraken coming into the mix, the Arizona Coyotes are going to be in the Central Division with St. Louis, Minnesota, Chicago, etc. So. As far as the Florida Panthers go, it seems that there's an indication that when they face off against a Tampa Bay Lightning or a Montreal, Toronto, if they open borders for travel, that's another thing we got to consider. Are they going to allow cross-border travel for next season? and? Nothing has really indicated that they're going to close the borders for next season. Nothing. I I haven't seen anything at least. But the fact that once again, the fact that they're allowing cross-border travel for the Stanley Cup final, which game 5 is tonight at Emily Arena. By the time you're listening to this, the game is probably already going on or the result of the Stanley Cup final game 5 will already be awarded so one thing i want to talk about is that i i think personally that this is something that is here to stay at least for a little bit within the inner divisions because you're talking about the division opponents if if that's the case that bill daly and gary bettman indicated that when the Florida Panthers, let's say they go to Tampa, they'll go for two games, and then they'll go to an outside division team, like Carolina. Carolina's in the Metropolitan Division, and so they play them less times than they would Tampa Bay. So they would go to them once in, in a certain road trip. They go to Columbus one, one, once. They go to New York once, and then they go back later this season. And as a fan, for the outside division games, I wouldn't want that back-to-back ne- neither on different days and a different time crunch because, because you don't play certain teams as often, especially in the East. The West, you only have one opportunity to play them on your home ice and one opportunity to play them on their home ice. So that really doesn't matter. But as far as in, in the conference, outside the division, I'm talking about more metropolitan teams that the Florida Panthers face, like the New York Rangers, New York Islanders. Carolina, Columbus, Boston, not Boston, so Washington, Pittsburgh, so I'm talking about those. So when it comes to, let's say, let's say in one of the Northeastern teams, and and there's a fan that lives in South Florida that wants to see the New York Rangers or the Islanders come when they come to South Florida, and the NHL schedules them just those two. Well. Honestly, if we want the players and the salary cap to go up when the ESPN deal comes around and the TNT deal come around, then honestly personally, if you're having these back to backs again against the same opponent outside the division, personally I think that's gonna hurt the product and that's not gonna bring as much revenue for the league and then that's gonna affect how much revenue is gonna be in the players because they talked about it so much how Gate sales and in-person arena sales and concessions matter. So there might not be that Northeastern fan that lives in South Florida that might not be able to attend the game to see their team at that time. So I personally think that it's a smart idea for the NHL to at least for the division games to keep it there because you're just going to see them more often. That's just how it is. But for the ones outside of the division and outside in, in the East, then I think it's a smart idea to do that, to not do back-to-backs, to keep it one. If the New York Rangers or Islanders come in October and you miss it that time, oh, I have an opportunity to see them again later in the year. But if you put them as a back-to-back right then and there, then that's going to hurt the product. So Credit to the NHL, one of the few times I'll give them credit because they usually find a way to shoot themselves in the foot with such bad PR at times. And th- this is one of the few things that I agree with. So we get to see, we get to have a little bit of if the Florida Panthers lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first game of their series, as we call it, then you don't have to wait long to see them again and speaking of the tampa bay lightning again by the time this comes out you'll know the result of game five but it's just so strange that the tampa bay lightning mayor the excuse me the city of tampa the mayor was talking about the tampa bay lightning oh don't take it easy on the montreal canadiens because we want to win the Stanley Cup at home. I get it. If there's a fan who says that, then okay. But then you're talking about a politician. You're talking about someone who's known in the community, a public figure saying that. So that, I don't know, I don't know if that is the right way to go at it if you're a politician. So what if the Tampa Bay Lightning don't win game five? They, they didn't win game four and that you're keeping Montreal around. You're keeping them in the mix. The players just don't think about that. If you're a competitor, you want to win then and there. You're not thinking of, oh, we players don't think that way. They, they don't say, oh, we're going to lose on purpose so that we can come back at home and win in front of our fans. No. In every series, every face-off, every shot you're trying to score especially in the championship round. You don't want to give the other team life. You want to put your you want to put your hand around their throat and make sure they don't breathe and make sure that they don't have any sign of life. And that's what the Tampa Bay Lightning want to do and it will be so laughable honestly if the Montreal Canadiens find a way. And then that politician, as they said it on the Locked On NHL podcast yesterday, Jody DiBiase and Mike DiStefano of Locked On Savers and Locked On Leaves, they said it on the national show yesterday that if that happens, that that mayor should never show her face again. And that, you're, you just put so much more public pressure on your, on, on the team. But it, Tampa Bay, Ta- Emily Arena is already a hard place to play to begin with. So I don't think that the Tampa Bay Lightning will blow a 3 nothing lead. I think it's over, unfortunately. But four times in NHL history has a team that's gone down 3 came, nothing came back to win a series. So, But the chances of Montreal doing it, I'm not quite sure because they have just looked outplayed. And there was a time that in, in the end of regulation slash overtime where they had a double minor with Shea Weber, and then you just see the look on his face that, uh-oh, what kind of position did I put my team in? And Montreal was able to kill it. They were able to go in transition and find a way to win game four. And it, I, I'm going to quote the great Kevin Moir of the Boston Red Sox, don't let us, lo, don't let us win game four. And maybe the montreal canadians were thinking that as well and don't let them win game 4 the same thing with game 5 so that's a that's another thing that that i think of when a team is d- down 3 nothing and they get that first win i mean there's been plenty of playoff series in every sport nhl nba and mlb that you've seen a team go down three nothing and they find a way to win that one game four but most times it doesn't really mean anything because it's only happened once in baseball it's never happened in the nba but this is a hockey podcast so it's happened four times once again in national hockey league so if there's any sport that it could happen again in it's this one it's the nhl so it starts with It started with game four just on Monday, and, and again, they would have to win twice more on the road and once at home back at the Bell Center in order to complete that, but the chances of that are very, very unlikely. This episode is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On Panthers throughout the Stanley Cup Final, the buyout period, free agency, the expansion draft, and the NHL entry draft. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the NHL. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have the chance to chat with me and you'll have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Panthers podcast through our Green Room conversation. Go to download the Green Room app, currently available on iOS and Android devices. Be sure to create your profile, link your Twitter, and join the group of your choice. Follow me at LO underscore Panthers when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Florida Panthers. See you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Let me tell you more about Built Bar, the world's best tasting protein bar. Have you ever heard of the new limited time Built Bar Grasshopper cookie? What does it taste like? This is Bilt Bar's version of the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavors without all that sugar, 150 calories, 17 grams of protein and only 5 grams of sugar. And did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, then you're missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite flavor of this one is cookies and cream because you can never go wrong with cookies and cream anything. If you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mix box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting but they're healthy too. Check out the macros 17 to 18 grams of protein for each bar Calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. How great is that? All amazing flavors, all tasty and healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. For this offer, go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. So one thing that came upon my timeline just about an hour before I started recording tonight's episode was that the Florida Panthers franchise are getting involved in the NIL business. If you don't know what NIL means, it means name, image, and likeness. So for the longest time, College players on multiple platforms have been used on advertisements, promotions, but college players just haven't been paid for it. And they have, for the longest time, been used, and that's the reality of it. And sure, there's going to be controversy, there's going to be disagreements on, oh, college students shouldn't get paid because they're getting a scholarship. But also, these college students, because they're playing a sport, their time is so wrapped up in playing that sport that they can't work outside of it. So they're not getting really any pay outside of it. And so outside of playing that sport, because you want to, enjoy, you want to enjoy your college experience. I enjoyed mine. Anyone who's listening to this, who's a gr- graduate of any school, who especially if they lived on campus, they want to enjoy it or they did enjoy it. So why can't college players also have that as well? And for them to not get paid for the longest time was just absolute garbage. And finally, the Supreme Court ruled that NCAA players can now use, can now be involved in name, image, and likeness that they can get paid for it. And the Florida Panthers just a few hours ago of this recording sent out an application to get involved with the nil business so it's great to see that the florida panthers are taking that initiative and once again this is something i talk about that the this panthers ownership is really engaging with their community because it's only going to help their brand overall brand and that's what i could appreciate for what the florida panthers are doing and honestly the moment i saw that post I copied the link and I sent it to my friend Jake Winans. And fun fact, for those of you who don't know, Jake Winans is going to be playing collegiate basketball this year. And someone like him is going to benefit because he is going to be strapped for time. And many of these college players deserve it because their name is used and they're not getting something. Imagine if Spencer Knight was able to get paid while during his time at Boston College. Imagine if Cole Caulfield was able to get paid during his time at Wisconsin, just to name two of them. And it ju- it ju- it's finally, play- players are getting the, the respect that they deserve. And it also, because these players are getting paid outside of the schools, because the schools themselves can't pay them, it's going to be outside sources that are going to pay them. So it also helps the product because... If players are so incentivized to leave college because of a paycheck, this will convince certain players to stay longer and it could help their development, it could help their draft stock. And sometimes if you're in, a, in such a rush to leave college where you m- might not be, not fully developed, fully developed is the wrong word to use, in you might think you're more developed but you might not be then that could possibly ruin your career sure you're gonna make great money to start and if you if you're making a contract in any sport then that money should last the rest of your life keyword should but with nil name image and likeness this gives them a better chance to improve themselves on and off the court off the ice off the gridiron whatever you name it and it's going to save college sports it's going to draw more interest in it too because you're going to see kids yes they're getting paid sure, sure. should the money be the big driver of college i i guess not because you want to have have some pride in your school but of course the kids should not be getting used that's the best way to say it used just for all these colleges to like keep all this money and just keep it for themselves and also colleges are already expensive as it is, and they use students a lot, even non athletes, but that's a discussion outside of this podcast and for another day that I could go on and on and on about about how messed up the system is with that but it really helps the NCAA like in the NCAA tournament in the basketball tournament just a few years ago there was a thing called a Zion cam for Zion Williamson who ended up being the number one overall pick of the New Orleans Pelicans there was a Zion cam that all eyes are on him that multiple cameras and he didn't get anything for it so (laughs) It was just ridiculous that for the longest time they had something like that. And credit to the players. Credit, credit to the NCAA players who are going to get the bag, as the, as the kids say it. So congratulations to the Florida Panthers for participating in NIL. And congratulations mostly to the players who are busting their ass every single day to develop themselves in college. They're going to get a payday and they're going to improve their play so that the professional league play, play as well improves. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the Florida Panthers' new AHL affiliate, Charlotte Checkers, and what possible troubles could come next season. You've been listening to Lockdown Panthers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked on. So last week on June 28th, the Florida Panthers, Charlotte Checkers, and the Seattle Kraken announced that the Seattle Kraken have added the Charlotte Checkers as their ahl affiliate for the 2021 2022 season and the moment i saw that i just shook my head because for the second straight season the florida panthers won't have their own affiliate just by themselves you guys know what happened last season but just to remind the people that don't the florida panthers and the tampa bay lightning combined their AHL last year in Syracuse, the Syracuse Crunch, because the Charlotte Checkers opted out of the 2020-2021 season. The issue with that is that when it comes to the prospects in the AHL and them playing together, it's a little bit harder to evaluate because you have to see how these players fit together as you're developing them and as you're bringing them up through the system. With combining the two affiliates, it makes it a lot harder for the Panthers to evaluate. And, I mean, you could evaluate players individually in practice, etc. And when you're looking at prospects and when you're looking at each individual, you're not really too focused on wins and losses. You're more looking at improvement. How are they showing up on the day-to-day? How are they responding to criticism? But the play on the ice and the chemistry created to wh- for when they're going to make that jump into the NHL is just something I'm just not pleased with from the Panthers being a second straight year with another franchise. And it, this isn't anything against the Kraken. I'm really excited, actually, that there's a, a 30-second team. In the NHL, it's growing the game, and I couldn't, I couldn't be happier for a market for Seattle as well, who lost a basketball team just over a decade ago to Oklahoma City. So, for the Kraken, it also doesn't make sense how geographically they're in Seattle, and they're over 1,500 miles away from their affiliate. Um, and. Max Gildon, uh, a prospect for the Florida Panthers, played in Bakersfield, California, for the Edmonton Oilers AHL affiliate this season, and he was he was all the way out there. So why couldn't the Seattle Kraken combine with the AHL affiliate of the Edmonton Oilers? Some, for example, out there. So it geographically it doesn't make sense in my opinion for the Seattle Kraken to be all the way in Charlotte, and also for the Florida Panthers, it just doesn't help them evaluate players to the best of their ability, at least in my opinion. So we're going to have to deal with another season of the Florida Panthers sharing with a franchise, but hopefully that this is the last season that the Cats will be sharing with another affiliate because you want your own type of evaluation. So. Don't know where the Seattle Kraken will end up having their AHL affiliate, but I just don't understand why it couldn't be with a team that didn't have multiple prospects in one affiliate, like a team that didn't go through it last year. So it it just seems that the Florida Panthers are kind of being on the short end of the stick when it comes to prospects and. Affiliates and etc. So, I've talked a little bit about college and prospects a little bit, much in this episode of Locked On Panthers, and it segues me to this that the draft is sixteen days away. So, part as being part of the Locked On Podcast Network, I was able to get a draft guide for all the prospects that are coming up for the 2021 NHL Entry Draft. So what does that mean? This guy will be talking about prospects as we are getting closer to the NHL Entry Draft. And the Florida Panthers are slated to be the number 26th pick in this year's draft. And this is the position that you want to be every single year because that means that you're continuously contending. There have been many times where there has been many much excitement because the Florida Panthers would have a top pick and they were going to get a great player who could be possibly franchise-changing. And the Florida Panthers have been very fortunate to get three of those in Barkov, Huberto, and Ekblad. And now they're in the position where they are in the low 20s, excuse me, high 20s where they can just continue to add and they can more develop more of a low 20s draft pick and beyond. So while the team in the NHL, the NHL team can continue to compete, and also with them being a later pick, they can possibly pull off a trade Um, They can trade a pick, too, to acquire a star as well. So they could use that as ammunition for a a pick this year and a possible pick next year as we approach the draft. I'm not sure if they're going to go that route, but they can use that asset as well to convince another team to, hey, give us a possible star if there isn't a guy that they personally like in the draft, because this is a draft that's going to be really hard to evaluate, of course, with COVID, not every single league around the world played this year. So, again, harder to evaluate players. And according to Elite Prospects, a lot of them say that this is a, quote unquote, weaker draft than usual. But who, who are we to call it a weaker draft when we couldn't really see players much this year and what they can bring to the table so we're gonna have some prospect talk later on this week and beyond before the draft so make sure to subscribe to locked on panthers so you will be notified every single time the locked on panthers podcast arrives in your podcast feed don't forget to subscribe also to the national show locked on nhl and the crosscheck nhl show with andrew berkshire and mary clark and when you're done listening to this episode of the Lockdown Panthers podcast. Make sure to tell your smart device to play today's episode of Locked On Today. Why one NFL playmaker wants out of New England. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the locked on podcast network where's your team every day